0: Yo, what is going on everyone? My name is Nick or the Notorious Fantasy and in today's video I'm you guys my list of controversial wide receivers for fantasy football in 2020. Now you might be wondering, hey Nick, what does controversial mean? What this means is guys that are kind of on uh, either you really have a big opinion on this guy, he's really on your board, you're like, holy shit, let me go ahead and get this guy, or you're completely off- of this player for some reason or another. Now, before I get into my controversial wide receiver list, I'd like to ask if you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button. If you end up enjoying, just do that. It would really help me out. I'm going to be trying to help you guys out so that I can help you guys win all of your fantasy football. Championships this year in 2020. So let's get right into the video. Controversial wide receivers for fantasy football in 2020. Up first to bat is wide receiver AJ Green of the Cincinnati Bengals. He is now 31.2 years old. His FFPC is 83. Point ninety five, which is way too high for AJ Green, as you know. If you've been here for a bit of time, I do not like AJ Green at all. Here's AJ Green's stats for 2018, since he missed all of 2019 because oh my toe hurts, oh my leg hurts. This guy gets hurt, fucking tying his shoes in the morning. Wide receiver number 44 in 2018, nine games, PPR points per game 16.6, 16th at wide receiver, 77 targets, eight point six per game 50th at wide receiver 46 receptions 5.1 per game 50th at wide receiver 694 receiving yards 77.1 per game 42nd at wide receiver six total touchdowns 23rd amongst wide receivers and six red zone receptions 39th amongst wide receiver now these stats actually do seem pretty good his PPR points per game he was tearing it up 16th at wide receiver but what really scares me is what we're going to be talking about next and that is his fact that he is so injury prone he did not play a single game in 2019 like I said at the beginning the year, it seemed like, oh, he'd come back four weeks in. Then those four games turned into eight games, and then it was like, ah maybe he'll come back the last couple of games. Then he just never ended up showing back up on the field. Was he hurt, or did he just not want to play with the situation he's in? They franchise tag him in the offseason, so does he want to play on this franchise tag deal, or does he want to get shipped off to another team that can use him more, or not really use him more, pay him more because that's what he wants obviously in the last four years he played in 35 out of the last 64 games that is less than half of the games he could have played he injured his toe four times not one not two not three but four times he loves having that turf tone his chance of injury in 2020 according to sports injury predictor is 53.6 percent of a chance so about half the time they simulate this season AJ Green's ass is going to end up in the blue tent on the side of the field The funniest part about AJ Green is actually the fact that he is going to be getting so overdrafted based upon name value. Everyone who's ever watched an NFL game in the last six years knows who A.J. Green is. They know him as one of the upper echelon wide receivers in the NFL, and I don't disagree with that take at all. I believe if he could stay healthy, if he did not have these injury problems, A.J. Green could legitimately be a top 10 or top 5 fantasy football wide receiver. But based on what I've talked about in this video, I do not believe A.J. Green is going to be worth the pick at ADP wide receiver number 30. Next up on the board is wide receiver Odell Beckham Junior, formerly New York Giant, now a Cleveland Brown, FFPC ADP at thirty-six point. 86. I don't think I brought it up, but FFPC ADP pretty much means average draft position, and FFPC is just high-stakes fantasy football league, so leagues that are going for like $100-plus, and that are be dra- being drafted in June, 5'11", 198 pounds, 27.6 years old. Now, Odell Beckham Jr. is one of these guys that, just like with A.J. Green, his name carries tons of value in the fantasy football community. Wide receiver, obviously, of the Cleveland Browns, ADP is average draft position right now is wide receiver number 10, off the board. Last year, he was also one of those top 10 wide receiver guys as per, well, is what he was perceived. He didn't actually finish that. Finished wide receiver number 25. 16 games played last season. His PPR points per game was 12.6, which was 33rd at the wide receiver position. 113 targets, 8.3 per game. 12th at wide receiver. 74 receptions, 4.6 per game. 18th at wide receiver. So those numbers seem pretty good. If he could continue with those targets, he should be fine. But the problem was he wasn't really doing much with those targets. He didn't really get too many receiving yards. Almost under a 1,000 yards, 1,035 receiving yards, not too great for a guy who most perceived to be a top 10 wide receiver in the NFL and still do even after seeing these stats, 64.7 per game 23rd at wide receiver, 4 total touchdowns 51st amongst wide receivers and 5 red zone receptions, 42nd amongst wide receivers, now all those stats seem pretty fine, there's going to be the people in the comments saying, oh my gosh Odell Beckham Jr is so great, have you ever seen his hair, he looks so cool Odell Beckham Jr is going to be great in 2020 Nick, how stupid are you Odell He's one of the best wide receivers in the league. Kevin Stefanski totally isn't there, who's a very run-heavy coach. Now, looking at these things, I already said this, but I think it's important to imply, f- finished in 2019 wide receiver 31, PPR – points per game, wide receiver number 38. In an offense with so much talent. The thing with Odell was he used to be on the Giants where there wasn't too much talent around him and that's where he was performing. That's where he's reaching back like 1-3, catching that ball. Now around him, guys like Landry, Austin Hooper, who while I don't think is going to be a great fantasy asset, he's a great real life asset and he is going to be getting targets. David Njoku, still not a slouch if Hooper gets hurt and he still will play during the games. Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, all guys that can eat into his targets numbers. Last season, this stat is what really hurts to any of you Odell Beckham Jr. truthers 8 out of his 16 games in 2019 were under 10 points Half of his fucking games, he completely took a shit and threw it in your lineup and said, fuck you, I'm Odell Beckham Jr., I can do whatever I want. Browns bring in Stefanski, who is 29th in pass plays as offensive coordinator on the Vikings, and he was top five in run plays run as the offensive coordinator of the Vikings. He's going to be calling the plays. They're going to be a very run-heavy team. So why do you want a wide receiver who's over-glorified on a team that's going to run the ball so much, I don't understand it. Let me know down below if any of you guys like Odell Beckham Jr. Give me some reasoning behind it, and I'd love to talk to you down below in the comments. Next wide receiver here to talk about is A.J. Brown. Now, his controversy really garners from the fact that he had such a strong finish to the year, and he didn't start off well, and now there's the thoughts of they signed back Derrick Henry, they're going to be very run heavy. That's what a lot of the Twitterverse or the fantasy community thinks. FFPC ADP 47.33, 6 feet tall, 227 pounds, 23 years old. Last season was his rookie season, and he obviously had a great season in that year to even be talked about as ADP wide receiver number 16 as a Tennessee Titan. Wide receiver number 21 last season. He played in 16 games last year, but only started in 11 of those games because at the beginning of the year, he was a no one. He wasn't even really getting any touches, any targets, not touches, I should say, but targets. They weren't really looking at him. Mariota had no clue who A.J. Brown was, but Ryan Tannehill clearly did. PPR points per game, 13.6 30 at that wide receiver, 84 total targets 5.2 per game, 47th at wide receiver 52 receptions, 3.2 per game 43rd at wide receiver, 1,051 receiving yards, 65.7 per game 21st at wide receiver, 9 total tutties 3rd amongst wide receivers, and 5 total red zone receptions, 42nd amongst wide receivers, so what's my opinion on A.J. Brown? I'm very indifferent on A.J. Brown, I don't love A.J. Brown, I don't fucking hate A.J. Brown I am just like the Twitter community, the fantasy football community that I talked about earlier, that is worried about the fact that this team is so run heavy, we saw in the playoffs when they were winning these games, it was because they hand the ball to Derrick Henry and he just turns the defense around and slaps him in the ass and runs right past him. That's how they were winning these games. They weren't winning by passing the ball to A.J. Green. They were throwing the ball like 10 times a fucking game. And that's scary. That's very scary for a guy like A.J. Brown. Now, I think during the regular season, they will still pass the ball a decent amount but that is kind of scary when you think about it in the scheme of things. Now, looking at his splits right here, this is also something very important to note. In split is with Mr. Ryan Tannehill and without out of split is with Marcus Barriota. So, with Marcus Barriota, four games, nine PPR points per game, 2.25 receptions, 3.75 targets, and 37.5 receiving yards per game. In split with Mr. Tannehill, 12 games, 15.09 PPR points per game, 3.58 receptions, 5.75 targets, and receiving yards per game. So his target total went up. His touchdowns actually stayed the same because he just wasn't getting all that many touchdowns last year. His receptions went up. Everything went up besides the touchdown total with Mr. Ryan Tannehill. So I think A.J. Brown is in for a solid year, but I'm just not buying in on the fact that A.J. Brown is somehow going to become one of these top 5, top 10 super elite wide receivers. While he does have the talent, the situation really does scare me because I don't really love to draft at these wide receivers super highly on teams that I believe are going to run the fuck out of the ball. Next guy to talk about here is wide receiver Cortland Sutton of the Denver Broncos. Now, Cortland Sutton, just like with A.J. Brown, really came on about halfway through the year after Flacco was done, and they started bringing in these other players, and then they shipped off Emmanuel Sanders, actually, at the trade deadline, and that's really the center point of when Cortland Sutton went from being just this wide receiver, oh, he's pretty good, we know who he is, he's pretty talented, to becoming one of those guys that was a must-pick-up Player of the Week, FFPC ADP 53.81 for this year, 24.7 years old, 6'3", 218 pounds. Now, Cortland Sutton last year put on a hell of a season, uh, but his ADP right now is wide receiver number 17. 16 games last year, finished as wide receiver number 19, 13.9 PPR points per game, 27th at wide receiver, and his target and reception total is very high for a guy that, while he had 16 games, he wasn't really the head honcho guy there until later in the season, 126 targets, 7.9 per game, 15th at wide receiver 72 total receptions 4.5 per game 20th at wide receiver over 1,100 yards 1,112 receiving yards 69.5 per game or 17th at wide receiver six total touchdowns, 22nd amongst wide receivers and 11 red zone receptions ninth amongst wide receivers so his stats overall do look pretty good but my worries with Cortland Sutton comes right here and this is kind of why I think he's going to become overdrafted this year Broncos notable 2020 draft picks round one Pick 15, they draft Jerry Judy, wide receiver, out of Alabama. Sure, they needed that pick. They really only had Cortland Sun. That doesn't really affect him too much. But then, in round two, they select K.J. Hamler, wide receiver, Penn State. So they already select two guys that should be in their starting lineup. And then in round four, pick 118, they select Albert O., tight end of Missouri. Now, why are you saying, Nick, why are you bringing up Albert Bam, Tight end out of Minnesota? Missouri? They drafted him in the fourth round. He's not going to do anything False. He legitimately played in college with starting quarterback Horsecock Drew Locke of the Denver Broncos. That worries me a lot. Cortland Sutton, I think he's just getting drafted slightly too high for where I want to have him. Before the draft, I thought he was a top 12 guy because I believe he's so talented. But then bringing in all these options around him, I would want to move him back and draft him around wide receiver 20 to 25 range instead of wide receiver 17. I think he'll have a good season, but I just don't think we're going to see what we saw last year down the street stretch due to the fact that hey there's just too many cooks in the kitchen in denver if we look at his splits versus out of splits in split is with mr horsecock drew lock at the quarterback position and out of split is when they had jo- uh, joe flacco Brandon Allen. They had all types of fucking quarterbacks starting over there, and then they brought in Drew Locke, obviously, for the last five games of the season. Once Drew Locke was finally healthy, because I wouldn't even say that Brandon Allen was better than Drew Locke, you can't say that, or Joe Flacco. They're really just transitioning Locke in because Locke ended up getting hurt before the season started, so out of split without Mr. Drew Locke, 11 games, 14.45 PPR points per game, 4.55 receptions, 7.82 targets, and 75.64 yards. Those numbers are all good, but with, Joe, with uh, I should say, Drew Locke, he actually was playing worse. Five games, 12.4 points per game, 4.4 receptions. So his reception total was lower. His points per game was lower. His touchdowns was higher. His targets was higher, but his yards were lower with 56. So what does that really mean to me? This is kind of a, a Fugazi stat, you know? Fugazi, Fugazi, it's a wazi, it's a woozy type deal. So it's uh it's kind of unimportant, but it's important to bring up because a lot of people are gonna bring up this stat and try to trash Drew Locke and Cortland Sutton with this. They're going to say, oh, he doesn't know how to throw it to his number one wide receiver. Oh, he doesn't, Cortland Sutton's not going to do good because of that. That's not why I think Cortland Sutton is not going to be the best wide receiver this year that he could have been. It's because they brought in the options around him. It's not because of this stat. It's not because he was scoring two points less with Drew Locke versus without. I think that that comes with building a connection. He built the connection with these other guys, whereas he didn't actually previously build that connection with Drew Locke. I think he will have a good year, Cortland Sutton. I just think he's being slightly overdrafted for where I would like him and the final wide receiver of this video is probably the most controversial of them all because half the people say, holy shit you need to draft Will Fuller late in the draft he's an absolute steal and other people are like god damn I don't want anything to do with Will Fuller this guy is as injury prone as it gets as some of these other guys in the video and I'm very scared, before we get into Will Fuller though I'd like to ask if you guys could please go down below and click that subscribe button, it's free and I want to take you guys to win every single fantasy league you are in and if you click that subscribe button I will help you do it, 6 feet tall for Will fuller 186 pounds 26.2 years old ffpc adp right now 93.19 so he's a later round pick now to look at his numbers from last season will fuller right now is adp his wide receiver number 35 out of Houston. So wide receiver 53 last year, 11 games played, PPR points per game, 12.2, 37th at wide receiver, 71 targets, 6.5 per game, 59th at wide receiver, 49 receptions, 4.5 per game, 47th at wide receiver, 670 receiving yards, 69 per game, nice. 47th at wide receiver, 3 total touchdowns, 59th amongst wide receivers, and 4 red zone receptions, 60th amongst Wide receivers. Now, something to note is actually how talented Will Fuller is. He's a very, very, very good player in these type of leagues where it's best ball. I understand most people don't want to hear, oh, in best ball. He's a good pick. He is because he gets hurt and he plays like 10 games and he plays great in like half those games. He's very boom bust type of player. You throw him in the lineup in a good matchup. You pray to the fantasy heavens. You say, fantasy lord, please, please help me win this fantasy football matchup. And he'll go off and he'll blow 30 points in that game. He'll just absolutely butt the the defense. And another thing to know about Will Fuller is obviously the fact that, as you guys all know, DeAndre Hopkins is now gone. He is in uh, the Cardinals because they shipped him off for a used condom in David Johnson. So I think Will Fuller could have a great year, but there's obviously the huge red flag in the injury concern type of deal here. If we look at him, he's deemed a high risk of injury by Sports Injury Predictor. They're a pretty accurate website. It's sportsinjurypredictor.com. His chances of injuries in 2020 is 55.4%. So just like with AJ Green over half the time, this guy's going to end up hurt. Projected games missed in 2020 is 2.5 games. To note, his rookie year in 2016, 14 games. Then the next year, 10 games, 7, and then 11. So you can figure he finishes around that 10-game mark for 2020. In those games, he will have five weeks where he absolutely wins you the game. But then he's going to have those other five games where he absolutely screws the pooch and loses you your game or gets hurt in that game so overall I think Will Fuller is a very risky pick but with DeAndre Hopkins gone if he could even if he doesn't stay healthy if he just plays 10 games I think his numbers are going to look a lot better but you need to realize when you draft Will Fuller that if he if you think he's going to be your wide receiver two for the whole year you will be wrong because you need to make sure you have other guys around him there's other guys around him on the team as well that are injury prone now they're not in this video but Brandon Cooks by God, that guy fucking scares me as well. He goes around where Will Fuller goes. It's like the same thing. Two injury-prone motherfuckers on Houston, and they get rid of a very safe guy in DeAndre Hopkins at wide receiver. It makes no sense to me, but let's just hope Will Fuller could stay healthy, because I think he could be a beast. So thank you guys all for watching this video. If you ended up enjoying, please make sure to click that subscribe button down below or below me right now. Click on one of the videos on the screen as well. I love each and every single one of you guys, and I'll see you guys with another banger of a video tomorrow. Good boy!